is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Start or Sit for the AFC home games? Kinda, sorta. There are only four AFC home games. So I picked two NFC home games to preview today. Guys, which two NFC home games do you think I picked? The Chiefs and Rams. That is correct. That is one of them. And, and the Vikings Bear. Oh, that good job. Good job. Yes, we are doing the primetime Sunday night and Monday night games. You're so predictable. Yeah. Plus four AFC home games. And a pleasant good morning to all of you out there and to Dave, Jamie, and Heath. And I just want all of you to know that if you need some fantasy advice, the Google Assistant is giving you that advice. All season long, CBS Sports is delivering the best fantasy football advice directly through the Google Assistant. You'll be able to compare players and get insights into who to start, sit, add, and drop. We will turn to Jamie, Dave, and Heath to find out how this works later in the show when we debate a couple of quarterbacks. Okay, let's... uh. Let's get to the start of the week. Jamie, it's Philip Lindsay, and you know, this is not on paper like the best matchup. It's not the Lions or something like that. Uh, so I think it's a, you know, pretty bold call. Tell us why Philip Lindsay is our start of the week. I mean, he's obviously had a very good season so far, and I think he will have another good to great game. I mean, he's not a number one running back for me. He's on the cusp of it. I think he's a top 15 running back regardless of format. Um, he's been pretty consistent all season long, at least 10 PPR points in all but one game. The one game where he didn't get that was the week three game against Baltimore when he got ejected. You look at what he did with Royce Freeman on the field with him because Freeman's expected to play. He averaged 13.6 PPR points during that time. The Chargers have allowed eight running backs to get either 90 total yards or a touchdown. And as you alluded to earlier this week, they do not have Denzel Perryman anymore, so that's going to impact their run defense. And so I just think that they're going to stay competitive in this game. I think they lose, but I don't think they get blown out even though they're on the road in Los Angeles against the Chargers. All right. So uh, Royce Freeman over Fournette? No, definitely uh, not. No. Sorry, no Philip Lindsay over Fournette? Yes, 100%. <laughs> Philip Lindsay or Mark Ingram? Ingram. Uh, I mean, Lindsay. Excuse me. Lindsay. I'm sitting Lindsay for both those guys. Get excited Fournette about Philip Lindsay. Ingram. Ahead of them, Dave? No, he's behind them. Fournette, Ingram, right. Lindsay. That's okay. Dave hates Philip Lindsay. I do. Mark it down. He's, he's number Jamie 99 hates for me. Start of the week. Oh, I didn't say that. He's 15. No, I don't hate Philip Lindsay. For Dave. I just don't have him as a top 12 guy. Cool. All right. All right. So, uh, we like Philip Lindsay quite a bit. Now, we have recently seen Lindsay, Aaron Jones, Carrion Johnson emerge, uh, as Reliable running backs. Uh, Tariq Cohen has emerged. Leonard Fournette last week emerged. Is there anyone left? Are you afraid that we are at the point of the season where we know what we've got? Maybe that's not a bad thing. But who, who is there anyone left that you think is just kind of scratching the surface, ready to bust out? Yeah, you just tell me who's going to get hurt this week, and I'll tell you who's <laughs> going to emerge as a number one running back. Hmm. Well, it doesn't have I to mean, be a running back. You know, some of the guys we talked about on on waivers. I think you look at, you know, Josh Adams as somebody. Elijah McGuire maybe is someone. Rashad Penny could be. Penny could be. I don't want to jinx the start of the week, but if Philip Lindsay goes down, does Royce Freeman reemerge? He, he would. Sure. 
Well, let's uh, uh, Derek Henry if, if Deion Lewis gets hurt. Well, Alex okay. Collins is going to emerge That's this week. Uh, Alex Collins. That's a good one. Going to be a top 18 running back for the rest of the season. Okay, yeah, that's one I'm quite hopeful for. Great schedule. And I'm ready for Rob Gronkowski to emerge next week. Yeah. Gronk. Not feeling it? I, I don't, I don't know. I am very pessimistic about Rob Gronkowski. Mm, he's like the Halloween of tight ends for you. We, we, we really haven't seen him, uh, move like a, the player Jagger. he once was. That's yeah, true. He looks, Old. Look at him. He's old. I mean, I, I, during football season especially, I sit way too much. And like, I go try to play basketball with the boys during football season, and it's, I can't jump more than two inches off the ground. And normally I can jump like six inches off the ground. Yeah, but you're not a professional athlete. Gronk hasn't, Gronk has not looked like he has the same mobility, the same, it's true. He's not as limber. His limbs don't move the way they used to. Yeah, that's right. I play this just now, but you're talking over it, but. Old! Too old. He's too old. Oh, well, why don't I just be quiet and we can see what you can play on your computer? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fun game. Uh, all right. So those are some names that could still emerge. Some are available on waivers. Some could be good trade candidates for you. Go to sportsline.com on Thursday today. And then, uh, I think next Thursday might, this might be the last Thursday actually. So let's, you know what? Let's pretend that it is the last Thursday and go there right now if you want to help feed the hungry. Um, it's a great opportunity when you sign up on sportsline.com. They're going to donate to the hungry and help feed the hungry. On, it's basically every Thursday leading up to Thanksgiving. So, uh, that's what, that's what they're plugging right now. And, um, it's, it's for every new subscription on sportsline.com, 12 meals get donated. It's, it's really awesome. Please help us out in this, uh, charitable initiative. Sportsline.com slash join. Another thing you should join is our FanDuel contest. FanDuel.com slash FFT is $5 to play against us and against our listeners. Uh, and you can win 500 bucks. And a lot of people get paid out, but first place is 500 bucks. FanDuel.com slash FFT. And you should listen to Ion Fantasy Football, our Saturday night radio show, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern, Ion Fantasy Football. It's on CBS Sports Radio on Saturday nights. It's on Sirius Channel 206, CBSSportsRadio.com. Hopefully your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate will pick it up. But if not, there are plenty of other ways to listen. Here are your news and notes. Joe Flacco did not practice. He has a hip injury. Uh, who are you ranking at quarterback for the Ravens? RG3. I currently have Flacco ranked. Um, it, there was some reports out yesterday that they could do like a timeshare between RG3 and Lamar Jackson. Like Jackson gets a drive and then RG3 gets a drive and like, we may have to put drive in air quotes if that's the case. Yeah, th- that sounds like a winning formula. <laughs> I've, I've you got, get a drive. You get a drive. I don't know if you can start any of them. Um, okay, I'm just curious. It's not about starting, but just who, who you thought was going to play. Uh, James Conner practiced, so we expect him. Marvin Jones has a bone bruise in his knee. We don't expect him, right? Marvin Jones? No, correct. Okay, so that's probably good news for Kenny Galladay against Carolina. Sammy Watkins trending in the right direction for that Monday night game at the Rams. Adam Thielen was limited with back and calf injuries, and he is coming off his worst game, his only game with less than 100 yards. That was before the bye. Are you concerned at all about Thielen? A little bit. Yeah, four catches, 22 yards, and a touchdown. I think he was playing through the calf injury two weeks ago, and he still got it. I've got a feeling he's going to be just fine. Okay. AJ Green has not, AJ Green has not been ruled out for this week's game. Do you buy that? 
No. A little bit. They said last week that they expected him to miss two weeks, but they knew he was a badass, so he might come back after one. Okay. I mean, it would be great if he plays, but I would not expect him to play. This is encouraging, though, that he should be able to play next week. You would have to be very – like, even if he does play, you're not going to rank him where you would normally rank A.J. Green. Kiki QT. Right, you got to play anybody tonight. And it's he didn't even practice on Wednesday, so until that changes, I don't think there's any reason to believe that he's going to go. All right, Kiki QT was limited in practice there at Washington. Jordy Nelson has a bone bruise in his knee. Um, he's already been ruled out, right? I'm, oh, I Jordy? don't know. I thought so. I didn't see that, but it, to me, it doesn't make a difference either way. I'm worried about the Raiders. I'm worried about the Raiders' offense, guys. Could be big for Brandon LaFell. <laughs> he's been their best receiver since they <clears> traded Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah. All right, there's a sleeper for you. Uh, what else we well, got? Well, I mean, quantify best. Better Chris than the others. Godwin right. missed practice with an ankle injury. Left tackle Teron Armstead for the Saints. He's out three to four weeks with an injured pec. Uh, Tyron Smith missed practice. Cowboys left tackle with a back issue. Just uh, for now, I think just not a huge concern, but we'll see. We'll track that one. And right guard Zach Martin is expected to play. Good news for Roethlisberger owners. Chargers Steelers has been flexed to prime time on December second. That means five touchdown passes for Ben Roethlisberger. Deontay Foreman practice. He has 21 days to be activated. Colts safeties Malik Hooker and Clayton Gathers miss practice. They both might play, but something to monitor. Uh, Joey Bosa was limited in practice. He's trying to work his way back. He has not been ruled out for this week. Um, I doubt we expect him for this week, but Bosa on the mend. The Eagles could have defensive tackle Tim Jernigan and cornerback Sidney Jones back this week. Arizona safety Buda Baker missed practice. Good player, important player for them, but probably won't matter this week against the Raiders. And a couple of Lions notes. Right guard TJ Lang is on IR. And defensive tackle Damon Harrison was limited in practice, and he does seem to help their run defense. Uh, they are just straight up awful without him. So let's do some rest of season rankings. I'm going to give you four, three quarterbacks, three running backs, three wide receivers, and three tight ends. First, the quarterbacks. Who do you like rest of season? Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck, Mitchell Trubisky. Luck far and away. I'll go Luck, small gap, Trubisky, small gap, Phil. I'll go Luck, Rivers, Trubisky. I do like Trubisky's schedule after this week. So, do you like Trubisky, Trubisky over, Rivers? over Rivers rest of season? I think so. I think so. Who? How do these guys rank for the season? Oh, Trubisky's been the best, right? I think Luck's been better. Well, I can tell you. I'm going to look in weekly scoring. I've got it. Luck, Trubisky, Rivers. Hmm. Uh, all right, how about rank these three running backs? And I actually saw Heath had a Twitter poll with three of these four guys. And carry on Johnson was in there too. So maybe we should just do all four. You have those Twitter poll results? I will have the Twitter poll results very shortly, Adam. Okay, great. Thank you, Heath. Just like you asked me to before the show. I'm fully prepared. This is not hard. Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, and carry on Johnson. I mean, carry on Johnson's obviously last. Come on, Heath. Uh, Dalvin, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, and carry on Johnson. How would you rank? No, carry on Johnson's first for the year in fantasy points. Okay, but he's last on this list. He's been healthiest. I don't know if he's last on this list, actually. I take that back. Um, Cook, Jones, Fournette, carry on. How would you rank them? The poll results said Jones was won the poll. 
then Fournette, then Cook, then Johnson. I would go Jones, then Cook, then Johnson, then Fournette. I'll take Fournette first, but it's very close. Uh, to me, it's Fournette, Jones, Cook, maybe even back-to-back-to-back, and then carry on Johnson, bring it up the rear. Jones, Cook, Fournette, Johnson. I, obviously excited about Aaron Jones. Being the lead running back for the Packers could be just awesome. But just a couple things. We haven't seen him. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, maybe we have. Maybe it happened last week. Did we see him score a short yardage touchdown? This season? Yeah. Believe so. Because, you know, it was Jamal Williams a few weeks ago. Uh, he just had a huge game, Aaron Jones, against the Dolphins. They're awful. His next three games are Seattle and Minnesota on the road and then Arizona. He's got Chicago in five weeks. Um... Yeah, I, I, Aaron Jones scored a two-yard touchdown okay. last week. All right, he also so had a three-yard touchdown in Week Four against Buffalo. Uh, all right. So, in fact, three of his four touchdowns have been from ten yards or closer. Yeah. Okay. I was just my thing was remember Jamal Williams got the the goal line work a few weeks ago. Yeah, sure. Right, but it was good to see that didn't happen last week. Okay. So Fournette is last for Heath, first for Dave, and I think third for Jamie. So Dave, yeah. make the case for Fournette. I just think that Jacksonville wants him to be the focal point, main vein, A number one dude of their offense. And the fact that he's catching the ball, I think that helps his value immensely. All these teams want those guys to be the focal point of their offenses. I don't think Aaron Jones is the focal point of the Packers offense. Fair. Uh, And I don't know if Karrion Johnson is the focal point of the Lions offense. I would say that he is now, yes. I, I um, would hope that he would be. Then you have Lions no Linder anymore for the Jaguars. That hurts an offensive line that has not played great. And so I, I think, look, Fournette's good, but you know, you're stacking him up against three other guys that are just as good and in some cases better situations. So uh, that's why he's third for me. All right, then. Uh, wide receivers, let's rank them. Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, rest of season. Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson. Galladay, Cooper, Robinson. Agreed. I'll go Cooper Galladay Robinson. I did have a wide receiver poll right after the running back poll that included Amari Cooper that was very, very close. Let's hear it. Corey Davis, Alshon Jeffrey, Amari Cooper, or John Brown? Okay. First and last are easy for me. Alshon won, John Brown four. John Brown, once again, the clear last place choice and the best for it so far this season. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Alshon won, you mean in your Twitter poll too? No, I, oh. I mean, he was, yes, in the Twitter poll he, he was as well, the, the and he has scored the most fantasy points. Who, Corey Davis, and who is the fourth? Cooper. I'd Alshon, go, Cooper, and Corey Davis. I'd go Alshon, Cooper, Davis, Brown. Alshon did win at 34%, Davis and Cooper tied at 30%, John Brown got 6%. I feel vindicated. I would, I, I, I think those results are very good. Yeah. Okay. All right, last one then. Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Eric Ebron. Rank them. Gronk, Howard, Ebron. Howard, Ebron, Gronk. Yep. I'll take Gronk. I'll still buy in. Man. Uh, and I'll take Ebron second. Gronkowski could win you a league, man. If he well, comes he also back lose and he's you a healthy. Based on how he's been this year. But the upside is very well known. Uh, yeah. Okay. I might put Gronk ahead of Ebron, but I, I wouldn't put him ahead of Howard. I don't know. 
I, I don't know how you could say that when Ebron has been so He's doing what we thought Gronk would do. He's scoring a ton of touchdowns. But you just put Gronk ahead of Andrew Luck. You just took Gronk number one. I know, but I've, I, I'm taking Gronk rest of season. I'm saying what Ebron has done this year. You don't know how you could do what you just did? I don't know how you could say that you could take Gronk ahead of Ebron, but you can't take Gronk uh, ahead of O.J. Howard. I see. I see. Yeah. I can take Gronk ahead of both. Okay. Gotcha. You understand what I'm saying? No, I do. Okay. I'm sorry for not making that clear. <laughs> We've got six games to cover today. Uh, we will be doing, here's the order. Chiefs, Rams, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Chicago, uh, Cincinnati at Baltimore. And then the last two games are Tennessee at Indianapolis and Denver at the Chargers. So since maybe people won't be able to stick around for all of them, let's do the startometer for some of the games that we'll be getting to later in the show. Marlon Mack appears to have a very tough matchup at Tennessee. Uh, Marlon Mack, 0-10 to 10 on the startometer. Six and a half. Five. Um, I'll, I'll split the difference and say five and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so not a great start, Marlon Mack. How about Tyler Boyd against Baltimore? At Baltimore. Seven. I'm going eight. Seven. T.Y. Hilton against Tennessee. Ten. Eight. I'll go seven. Who do you guys like better, Boyd or Hilton? I like Boyd better. I'll take T.Y. Hilton. Jeff Hireman. Jeff Hireman. Six. Five. I'm going to go with a four. Three, two, one. Phillip Rivers against Denver. At Denver. Sorry. Seven. I think this one matters a lot on scoring systems. It's a home game. I'm sorry. So Phillip Rivers against Denver. Six points per pass touchdown. I'll agree with Dave and say seven. Four points per pass touchdown. I might say like a three. That big of a difference? There are enough quarterbacks out there that are going to run for touchdowns? It's not just the running. His volume is so low that I don't expect him to throw for a lot of yards. Okay. And generally in four points per pass touchdowns, it's one point for every 20 yards instead of one point for every 25 yards. I didn't know that. And so. Didn't know that that was a thing. I do think that he falls from like eighth in the six point down to 14th in four points. I hear you. Uh, I, I don't know if I have a good grip on the Broncos pass defense. It seems like the only good quarterback who didn't do well against the Broncos was Jared Goff, and it was like very cold, uh, not not exactly good conditions. He was wasn't one of Mahomes' games like the one of the worst games he played this year against the Broncos. The left-handed pass. Yeah. He scored thirty-four fantasy points uh, and twenty the first time he played twenty-four first. fantasy points. He threw for three hundred four yards. He had one rushing and one passing touchdown. Still uh, better than how Goff did. It that, was it was bad for him over though. that game. Uh, but that was Russell, run defense was completely terrible. Russell Wilson, 25 points. Mahomes, 24, and six point per passing touchdown leagues. Mahomes, 34. Watson, 23. Um, and then, yeah, like Watson, 17 for 24, 213 yards, two touchdowns, plus six carries for 38 yards. Maybe that's similar to what we expect from, uh, Rivers, but without the rushing yards, which would bring him to about 20 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. I don't know. Maybe a little guideline there. And then finally, Keenan Allen on the startometer. Seven. I'll go he's got, eight. He's got a terrible track record against uh, Chris Harris. Chris Harris. 
That's that's yeah. a, that's something I hadn't really thought about that yet. I I would say nine, but I may I may lower him just a little bit to to the what's seven the track range. record? Do you know? I wasn't thinking so much is. about the track record, just that the only definitively good corner they have is Chris Harris, who's going to he goes in, he'll go inside happily. I'll tell you what. Two weeks ago, when I was really poo pooing Keenan Allen, he started playing outside more. That big catch he had against Seattle, he was outside. He wasn't in the slot, so he's not the full time slot guy. That we used to sing. Now that does not preclude Chris Harris from no, he not everywhere. covering him because Chris Harris goes everywhere too. So the Broncos could very easily decide to just sit Chris Harris on Keenan Allen. Wherever Allen goes, Harris goes. As long as they don't do that when the ball's in the air. That, I, would, be passing that would be. But I do think that that um, <laughs> would hurt Keenan Allen. That's something. I'll tell you what. I'll look into that and I'll see what the results have been. His last five against Denver, he's got I, never mind. two James touchdowns. Uh, I'm sorry. He's got four touchdowns in his last five, but his... He's been under 42 receiving yards in three of those games. What's his max yardage in those games? 73. And do you know if Harris was? Don't. Okay. Hmm. Uh, you know, Heath, you've been pretty funny today. Like, you are really bringing it. I think you've earned this. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> you, you got your A game today. Uh, that's the start meter Would you start Keenan Allen or Philip Lindsay? Lindsay and non-PPR. Yeah, that's that, I'd go with that combination. Jamie, I'm sorry. What was the question? Keenan Allen or Philip Lindsay? Uh, Lindsay. Keenan Allen or T.Y. Hilton? Hilton. Allen. David. Rich. <laughs> <Richie>? Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You have to choose. Oh, I have to pick one of these guys. Keenan Allen or T.Y. Hilton? Tiebreaker. What's the scoring? Uh, point three eight PPR. Hilton. Okay. <laughs> full P- four though is Keenan. Full PPR. I'll uh I'll still say Hilton. Okay, Hilton. Okay, so maybe my browser took a little while to load there. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, if you have a starter sit, add drop question, or if you just need an assistant, we, we all need an assistant, like an intern, try the Google Assistant. It's really awesome. It'll help you organize your calendar, organize your life, and organize your fantasy team. Now, for fantasy purposes, uh, download the Google Assistant app on your phone and say, hey, Google, talk to CBS Sports, and then you can ask a start, sit, add, or drop question. I'm really a big fan of this app. It's pretty easy and pretty fun to use. So download it right now, and today we're going to debate Kirk Cousins. At Chicago on Sunday night versus Eli Manning against the Buccaneers. And then we were going to let the Google Assistant settle things. I'm giving you each 20 seconds to make your case. I'm going to start with Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie, let's go with Kirk Cousins versus Eli Manning. Go. Uh, I'll I'll take the matchup here. Obviously, Eli has a much better matchup than what Cousins is dealing with. Uh, Cousins is going to have Stephon Diggs back, but he's not going to have a healthy Adam Thielen, it sounds like. Um, He hasn't been a great fantasy quarterback of late he has fewer than 20 fantasy points in three of his last five games and you saw last week Dalvin Cook coming back they had a little bit more balance on offense which I think they would like and so um Chicago obviously has been very good against opposing quarterbacks Tampa Bay is not I think Eli's just in a much better situation okay that was 30 seconds so I think we're going to go 30 seconds per person Dave Richard Eli or Cousins I'm going to go with Cousins I think game script favors him Two of his last three games, he has been over 21 fantasy points. I think he's a good low-end starter. I think he's going to have to throw against Chicago. The weakness in that Bears defense is not in its front seven. And with Diggs back and Thielen, hopefully at close to 100%, 
I think Kirk Cousins will be good for 21-plus again. Ooh, 16 seconds. Heath Cummings, break the tie. Eli or Cousins? I have long been a big Eli fan, <laughs> and so this may seem a little bit jaded. But listen, he has 21 fantasy points or more in three of his last five games. All but two quarterbacks that have faced Tampa Bay this year have scored at least 24 fantasy points. And Cousins, I I like him a lot, but he has three of his last five with 19 or fewer fantasy points. And a much worse matchup, I'll take Eli. Wow, how about that? And good joke, Heath. So you are – oh, I cut it off. I'm sorry about that. My That's bad. Okay. It's That's funnier okay. when you cut it off. All right. Now let's – the heat the heat, is, uh, heat is sort of hot. All right, let's, uh, let's ask our Google Assistant app. Let's get the Google Assistant app on our phone. Hey, Google, talk to CBS Sports. Hi, this is CBS Sports, and we are using our fantasy football computer projections and expert rankings to answer your start, sit, or add, drop questions. Ask a question like, should I add Austin Eckler, or should I drop Philip Rivers? You can also ask us to choose between two players. Should I start Kirk Cousins or Eli Manning? Eli Manning is projected for more fantasy points than Kirk Cousins. What else would you like to know? Hmm. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Uh, let's see. Do we have like a ding? I don't have any sound effect to say yes. But I just wanted to, you know, tweak Heath and all the people who hate Eli Manning. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's the Google Assistant picking Eli Manning. And that gives us three Elis and one cousin. Uh, and that's why we love the Google Assistant. Quick fantasy advice and easy way to get help with your lineups. Make sure you download the Google Assistant app or use Google Assistant on Android all season long by asking, Hey Google, talk to CBS Sports. And each week we'll tackle a key fantasy question, so submit your questions via fantasyfootball at cbsi.com or at cbsfantasy on Twitter to have your questions read on HQ live next week. We go to the games, Kansas City at Los Angeles. And really in Los Angeles. And, uh, yeah, stat of the game, the Rams have faced seven teams with multiple good wide receivers, in my judgment. And in five of those seven games, two or more wide receivers caught a touchdown and scored eight or more fantasy points in non-PPR, ten or more fantasy points in PPR. And when you look at this game, there aren't really that many question marks, but Sammy Watkins, assuming he plays, is, you know, I guess a question mark. So the matchup would suggest that you'd start Sammy Watkins. You guys tell me, start or sit. I'm starting him. It's obvious Sean McVay doesn't think Sammy Watkins is good because of the way that he used him last year. And so I expect Andy Reid will exploit that, knowing that McVay is not going to dedicate coverage to Watkins. And Watkins will get eight or nine targets, 80 yards, and a touchdown. He can he can put as much coverage as he can on him. It's not going to matter. It's been so bad. This Rams pass defense ever since Aqib Tlaib went down. They've been giving up 15.8 yards per catch. 18 pass plays of 19 plus yards. Wideouts have a 67.5% catch rate. Six touchdowns in those five games. This is, this is going to be a high scoring game. Everybody knows this, but Kansas City should have the much easier time putting the ball in the air and finding success. I think Sammy Watkins is someone you put faith in this week as a number two receiver. So, yeah, and Watkins is 25th for Dave, for Jamie and Heath. He's 21st for Dave. So he is a start. He is not a top 10 wide receiver or anything, but he's a start. Uh, alright, we're starting Mahomes, we're starting Kareem Hunt, we're starting Tyreek Hill. 
Uh, the elite wide receivers that the Rams have faced. Keenan Allen, Ad- Allen, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Sanders, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas. So that's uh, six names I said. Five of them had 115 or more yards. Keenan Allen's the only exception. So it's a great matchup for Tyreek Hill as well for you DFSers uh, if, if you're playing the whole slate. And Travis Kelsey, we're going to start. The Rams have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in three of their last four games. Just a little stat for you. So the Rams, uh, the, the Chiefs are easy. You know, the Rams are... Not quite as easy, I guess. Jared Goff is uh, kind of all over the place in the rankings. Jamie's got him fifth, Dave has him ninth, and Heath has Goff third. Jamie, right, you're right in the middle, and you've got him as a top five quarterback. Tell me about Jared Goff in this matchup. Oh, I, I think you know you you've seen first off his performances at home have been fantastic. So the fact that they moved this game is uh is a good spot for him. He's been at least twenty points in all five of his home games, and he's averaging over thirty for the season in Los Angeles. So uh, you look at Kansas City, their defense has played a lot better of late, but their road performance in terms of what quarterbacks have done against them, uh, all five, four of the five quarterbacks on the road have scored at least 22 points. The one that did not score at least 22 was Case Keenum. So it's, uh, it, it's a good spot for Goff in his building. And the other thing that Goff's got going for him is that his, his best games have been in shootouts. Uh, 31 fantasy points against the Chargers, 48 against Minnesota, 31 against Green Bay, 34 at New Orleans. And then two games against Seattle where he wasn't great. 15 points at Seattle, but 24 points last week at home. So when the score's been high, the fantasy points have mostly been there. Dave, you have him ninth if you want to weigh in on Goff. I'm just a little worried about how he'll play without Cooper Cup. We've already seen a three-game sample size of life without Cup. There was the game that Cup got hurt in against Denver. We already talked about that. That was the Todd Gurley game, so I don't know if you even really count that. He had 20 fantasy points in the game right after that. Did have 31, two games after that without Cup. So there's a little bit of risk, and I agree. I think Kansas City's defense is playing a lot better. I think the Chiefs win this game. Goff is going to be fine. I just don't think he will be elite this week. I really think Todd Gurley, let's set an over-under on his rushing yards. I'm going to, I guess I'll be conservative and say, like, 130 yards <laughs> conservatively. I'll go 212 on rushing receiving combined. Okay, yeah, let's do total yards. Uh I mean, really you can't make 212 and over under. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I would take the under on 212. But what but what if it was one but maybe I'm like Vegas what if I'm it trying was, to get you to take the under. Maybe. What if it was 187? Uh 187 total yards. 187? I'm just glad you're not finishing. Yeah, um, sublime reference coming to my mind. Actually, to be honest, I only have him projected for 147. <laughs> okay. oh, so you'll take the under on 187. Uh, how do you feel about Cooks and Woods? This is like a really tough matchup. In the last eight games, only Julian Edelman and A.J. Green have scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR. And I know everybody plays in PPR. It's just, it, just to say only two players have had like a very good game in the last eight games against the Chiefs, two wide receivers. I'm starting them both. If we were playing DFS, I would use them both. Okay. I don't All think right. I would use them both in DFS. 100%. But I would in seasonal fantasy. I don't like that Woods has four straight games with single-digit fantasy points, non-pipper. He goes back in the slot with CupCon, so it's a good situation for him. Yeah, he's like a guaranteed like seven catches for 70 yards. He's great in PPR. He hasn't scored in five or six games. He scored three touchdowns this year, Robert Woods. Um, but, you know. They're going to be throwing a lot. 
And look, they faced the Vikings, and they allowed the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and Cup, Cooks, and Woods all had 100 yards and at least one touchdown. And in non-PPR, he's the number 10 wide receiver this year. Really? That's pretty good. Very consistent. Three games without Cup. Again, the same three-week span, the one where he got hurt, and then the two games after that, PPR, he had 18, 12, and 12. Mm-hmm. I think his floor is 12. problem is he's been hitting that floor each of the last four weeks. It's funny because we – we talk about consistency and how that's a good thing. But if you want a consistent receiver who also finishes as a top 12 wide receiver, then you're going to have a lot of weeks where they don't have huge games. Because if they're having huge games, they'd have to have bad games. But you can rely on them. You won't feel bad about starting them. By the way, he and I think that's where we're at with he, both of these he guys. Hasn't I, don't had think, his, uh, I don't think anybody's recommending to sit them. No, no, he hasn't had his buy yet. So I don't know that he's legitimately a top 12 wide receiver. He's probably like 18. Okay. In non PPR. In PPR he might be. Well what's he averaging? Uh you know what? Let's let's talk uh are you starting Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby? No. No. One of them's gonna score a touchdown. What'd you say, Jamie? They're a dart throw at best. Okay. Woods hey. is out of the top twelve if you go off of average for the season. Am I allowed to uh is it too obvious or am I allowed to do it with this game? I mean, right? Like, it has to be. We get one good, great, the best primetime game of the year, and this is your response. Wow. You know, I've been pretty good this year with it. You've been great. Yeah, last year was, last week was a flop, but not quite a flop, but a quasi-flop. It's just, you have to do it. It's got the highest point spread possibly in NFL history, or the highest over-under, rather. To lay up. Pittsburgh's at Jacksonville. Uh, this stat of the game is just kind of like food for thought. Antonio Brown's 16 game pace is 101 catches, 1,227 yards, and 18 touchdowns. That would be his lowest catch and yards totals in his last six seasons. Uh, but of course, a career high in touchdowns. He also, he, he's on pace for 101 catches, which is exactly what he had last year, but he did that in 14 games. Uh, so just kind of strange that Antonio Brown is touchdown dependent. Uh, anyway, do you fear any Steelers in this game? No, no. not one. I, I, uh, have gone back and forth and back and forth, and I'm not ready to commit to where I'm going to land on Ben Roethlisberger. I would say that I fear what could happen. I also fear benching him and what could happen if I do that. Well, I think it's easy to fear Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, the Jaguars appear to be a different defense at home. Three of the last four quarterbacks to face the Jaguars have had huge games. Prescott, Wentz, and Luck. But it was all on the road. Like Watson and Brady at home, or in Jacksonville rather, were bad. Uh, well, Brady had 20 points, Watson at 12. And that's that's why I think it's difficult to know, is that a home-away thing, or is that a early-in-the-year-recently thing? Well, uh, Watson wasn't too long ago. Watson was in between Mahomes, uh, Pres- Prescott, Watson, Wentz, Luck, in that order. Well, the secondary's been banged up since those that's games. That's true. And in Watson's game, they Houston just took a real conservative approach. Remember, he was hurt going into that game. He had to take a bus there. They didn't want him throwing a lot. They wanted to hand off. And suddenly they had an offensive line. 
and they just were able to run their way to victory. That's true. It he, sucked for people that started Deshaun Watson. I don't know how many people did. He had uh, 24 pass attempts. That's a good point. Yeah, but Jacksonville's secondary isn't healthy. Their pass rush is strong, but people are taking advantage of their linebackers and safeties. It's part of the reason why tight ends have been doing so well against them. I, I think Roethlisberger will be fine. He's been good on the road this year, too. Mostly good, yeah. Week only one against Cleveland one is weird, right. Sure, but, I mean, Goff, you'd start over him. He's 10th and tenth for Jamie, 10th for Dave, and 13th for Heath. And he was 8th for me yesterday. So, so what did you – yeah, right. Um, I, what it really comes down to is the touchdowns. I think the yards will be fine. I'm trying to uh, figure out how much I think Pittsburgh actually going to score in this game. Yeah, you have Eli Manning and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson all ahead of Roethlisberger. So that Heath does. The other guys do not except Jamie and Dave have Luck ahead of him. But not Watson, not Eli, and not Fitzpatrick. Okay. Uh Connor is ninth or eighth in both formats. If you have like David Johnson, you could start David Johnson ahead of Connor, but most people are gonna start Connor. Uh, Antonio Brown, look, no, but yeah, you're starting him. What about Juju though? Just real quick. Um, any concerns about Juju against a team that allows the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers has done well against Tyreek Hill, Alshon Jeffrey, and pretty well against T.Y. Hilton. He's not in, in the top 20 for me, but I wouldn't go quite as far as to call him a must start. He's a must start. There's six teams on a bye. You're not getting away from Juju. Okay. Would you start Corey Davis or Juju? I would start Corey Davis. I have Juju ranked higher. I'm fine with that, but uh, I, I have Juju ranked higher too. But if, you, if you're concerned about Juju, you can start Corey Davis over him. Vance McDonald is 78% owned, and he is a top six tight end for you guys. Is that more about tight end or, or Vance McDonald? It's both. Yes. a great matchup. It's a great matchup. He's been involved. Not as much as he could be. We could always stand to see more targets from him. Get Jesse James out of there. And this matchup is really good. You look at how tight ends have played, and I Jacksonville's hands are tied. They they're not going to be able to say, all right, well, this is the week we're going to get better against tight ends, because if they do that, they're going to get flooded by Juju and Brown. Well, they're not like that bad against. They were not that bad against tight ends before last week. They've, what about the week before? They have faced Gronkowski, Kelsey, and Ertz so far this year. So that's also part of it. And Ebron, they, don't leave Ebron out of that. And Ebron, yes. Yeah, they've given up a ton of touchdowns the last few years. They've given up touchdowns, five. but there are only two wide, two tight ends with more than 35 yards against Jacksonville, Kelsey and Ebron. Well, that's why you're starting. You're not starting Vance McDonald for the yardage. It seems like there's a pretty good shot that he can score. All right, why you yeah. started him last week, that's why you started him this week. So would you take him over Evan Ingram, who's another potential streamer? I would. I would. Okay. Yeah, that's close. Starter sit, Blake Bortles, 33% owned. No, thank you. No. Too many other quarterbacks that are better. Leonard Fournette, like him or love him? He's fine. Uh, I, pro- I probably like him a little too much, but I think volume will help him, and I think he'll score. Like. Okay, Fournette is averaging 2.8 no, yards No, going to be bad for him. Yeah, and Steelers' defense has really gotten a lot better. Any interest in TJ Yeldon? No. PPR, I like him. PPR flex. Yep. Okay. If you want a little optimism about Fournette, by the way, the Steelers have allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in four of their last five games. But they give up just 3.7 yards per carry to running backs. Any Jacksonville wide receivers for you? 
I don't want to trust any of them. No. Okay. Moncrief and DD are flexes, but you don't have any floor there. I'm okay with Westbrook as a PPR flex. I think he can get you five for 55. The uh, which DST do you like better? Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. That that's the number four DST in fantasy right now. The Jaguars are the number twenty one DST in fantasy. Um, you guys oh, you don't reach for DSTs on drafting. Well, what's a reach? Well, you could have reached for the Steelers. <laughs> I'm fine. You know, I'm fine with reaching for a position if it's like round twelve. Or That's ele- not reaching. 11, maybe. Yeah, we, like, had, we had this round discussion eight, nine, at the beginning 10. of the year when I, when I had them in my bus column. They were going so early. They were going in like round 7 or 8 or something. Yeah, they had Jacks. an ADP in round 7. Yeah, that's insane. LOL. That's reaching. So start the Steelers, and the Jaguars are 10, 10 to 12 in the DST rankings. It was higher than round 7. 70th overall. Wow. End of round 6. That never happens in my drafts. No, it's crazy. In all my drafts, they were like round 11, round That's because 12. of what happens. Jamie makes them back it out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's right. That's all right, Minnesota at Chicago. Really looking forward to this game. Who do you think wins? Minnesota. Um, I'll I'll stick with Vegas on this one. I don't know. Vegas has Chicago. No idea there. what they're saying. They're saying they have Chicago. Yeah, I've got the Vikings winning. All right, here's a real stat of the game. In four games with Everson Griffin, Minnesota has limited Jimmy Garoppolo to 10 points, Aaron Rodgers to 17 points. This is six point per passing touchdown leagues. Breeze to eight points, and Stafford to five points. Ooh, great stat of the game. Three of those four games were at home, the only exception being Green Bay in Lambeau, where Rodgers scored 17 fantasy points. Trubisky, starter sit. Sit. Can't use him. Can't feel good about him. Okay. I'm comparing a lot of these quarterbacks to the, to the three streaming guys of Mariota, Eli, and Dak. And I would start all three of them ahead of Trubisky this week. I start them over both quarterbacks this week. Yeah. I'm, and that's where my problem is, is that I haven't pulled the trigger on Cousins behind all three of these guys yet. Okay. Uh, Jamie, like, I think Heath both Trubisky and Cousins left. will be around 18 points. I think those other three guys can go over 20. And I think Cousins can do a little bit better than that. I think he's going to throw 40 passes. I like that his receiving core is healthy. Is it? It's just, I think it is. Listen, if if those guys, if Diggs ends up not playing somehow or Thielen doesn't end up playing, then of course you're getting away from Cousins. But I I think having Dalvin Cook back, I don't think it means that they're going to try and run the ball 20 times, but I do think it means they try and involve him more. And that's just another outlet for Cousins to lean on. I what? think 300 yards is in his future, and I think a couple touchdowns too. Uh, what, one thing I'm pretty interested in seeing is is how the Bears' pass defense, you know, really is because I they give up the third fewest yards per attempt in the NFL. That's an amazing stat. They have faced some good quarterbacks for sure, but they've also faced Arizona, the Jets, and the Bills. So that helps. Um, this is the Bears I'm talking about. And just a few weeks ago, it looked like, you know, if you looked at the fantasy points allowed, it looked like the Lions might have a good pass defense. But we've come to find out, and we suspect it as such, that they don't. But they were pretty bad in yards per attempt. Um, I want to know, I think this is kind of a measuring stick game for the pass defense. I know the Bears have a good run defense. Uh, but we'll find out about the pass defense. In terms of the run defense, here's not really a stat of the game. It's not really a stat stat of the game. Both teams, Minnesota and Chicago, kind of struggle against pass-catching running backs, especially the Vikings. 
Um, do you like any of the running backs in this game? I like Cook for the reasons I just mentioned. I like three Cohen and Cook. I like Cohen too. I'm starting Cook and I'm starting Cohen and PPR. So no Howard this week. No. He's a flex, but no. it's not one you like. No Kyle Long is going to really hurt that run offense moving mm. forward. Yeah. We got uh, we got Seattle Green Bay tonight. Would you start any of the Seattle guys over Jordan Howard? I would start Carson over Howard. I'd start Davis over him too in PPR. Um, hmm. They're very, very similar. I've actually got Howard one spot higher than Carson. I think it, there's a better chance for Carson to score. I think that, to me, that's the difference. I think it's going to be hard for Jordan Howard to score, and I think Carson will have more carries. In non-PBR, do you like uh, Tariq Cohen or Chris Carson? Cohen. 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 In non-PBR, okay. I think that's where you attack Minnesota is kind of in the middle of the field. A lot of short passes. Cohen, Miller, Burton, they're, to me, they're in play as interesting options. Yeah, so then we'll stick with Chicago because we're going to start. This is the healthiest we'll see Minnesota's defense last two games, actually. Is Sandejo going to play? I know he didn't practice on Wednesday. Okay, this is (laughs) – let's stick with the Bears. Um, Burton, is Burton like the the pass – the guy in the passing game? Well, I guess Cohen would qualify. But in terms of wide receivers and tight ends, is Burton the one you're most confident in? Um – I guess by definition of the position he plays, yes. Right. But right. In terms of right, like right, comparing right. him as a just a player, I'm not confident in any of the Bears. Yeah, like if we were doing flex rankings, he would probably be behind both Robinson and Miller. But because he plays tight end, you're yes. Okay. Yeah. So so we're not starting the Bears wide receivers. They're flexes. And we are starting the Vikings wide receivers. Who do you like better, Burton or Rudolph? Burton. 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 Which DST do you like better? Vikings. Same. I gotta ask you guys more about Dalvin Cook and just your expectations for him and who you're starting him over and all that stuff. So let's talk about Dalvin Cook. Go for it. Uh, I, he'll get under 15 carries. It'll be close, but under 15 carries. I think he'll bring a couple of decent runs, but he'll, he'll do very well in the passing game. I think he has a favorable matchup against the Bears linebackers. I'll take over 15. I think he gets close to 22 touches. Ooh, then how come you have him only ranked 17th in PPR? Well, these are going to be great. But yeah, gonna... right. You're going to have 17 touches. I think touches try and work him. Okay. It's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be low scoring. All righty. And uh, Frank Gore, the only running back with more than 57 rushing yards against the Bears. So it's just a, it's a tough matchup. However, um, we've seen... Carry on Johnson, Theo Riddick, James White, David Johnson have some success in the passing game. And, uh, both DSTs are like around eighth. Except Heath has the Bears fifth. I have the Bears higher than the Vikings. Yeah. You have the Vikings seventh. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Are you ready for your stats of the game for Cincinnati at Baltimore? This is from beaconnewspapers.com. The, you, you know, people take Baltimore for granted. And you're, and you shouldn't. And here's why. The first umbrella factory in the United States was established in Baltimore in 1828. The first U.S. post office system was inaugurated in Baltimore in 1774. The first dental school in the world was founded where? In Baltimore in 1840. And, hey, 
Remember, you're using the telegraph these days. Well, it was established between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore, the first telegraph line in 1844. I like the fact you clarified in the last game this is not actually a stat of the game. <laughs> but then for this game, you gave us four things that were facts and said stats of the game. I, you're welcome, Heath. So. I was thinking about that, Heath. Aren't stacks, stats, facts? Yes, but not all facts are stats. Mm. True. Like squares and rectangles. All right, this is a rematch. First meeting with Cincinnati 34 and Baltimore 23. A.J. Green caught three touchdown passes, I believe all in the first half. Tyler Boyd had six catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, if A.J. Green somehow miraculously plays, starter sit, Andy Dalton. Sit. Yep. Okay. Joe Mixon. Are you concerned about Mixon? He has had 11 to 13 carries in three of his last four games. Uh, the good thing is they were all losses in which the Bengals gave up 28, 45, and 51 points. Not sure the Ravens will do that, but are you worried at all about Mixon? I wouldn't play him a daily. But I'd start him a seasonal. All right. I've got a great stat of the game for this game. Is it about the, the telegraph? It's from Twitter. It's from uh, Nick Mincio, Roto World writer. Uh, Bengals and Ravens are both top six in offensive pace. Hmm. How many plays they run per game? The When they played in week two, Baltimore ran 85 plays, second most of the season. Cincinnati ran 76, their most of the season. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. I I'm knew surprised Baltimore, that both of those teams. I knew Baltimore was one of the fastest picks. That's one of the things I look at each week. I think they're averaging like 60, no, 60, yeah, 70 plays per game. Which that's, is that's pretty incredible. Huge. Like Arizona runs fifty-four plays per game. Hmm. And, and yet <laughs> they suck on offense. Well, uh, that might be part of the reason why they suck on offense. Would it be crazy to start Alex Collins over Joe Mixon? If we weren't worried about Alex Collins getting swiped at the goal line, <clears throat> I would do it. I'm I'm more concerned about the quarterback situation and who it's going to be. Well, could that thing that could turn out to be a good thing? Could be a great thing for him, or it could be terrible if it's a gimpy Joe Flacco. I will give you the hot take. I would start Alex Collins over Leonard Fournette. That is a hot take. Hmm. Yeah. So, and not you know, Collins he also doesn't get a lot of carries. Or catch. Man, what a juicy matchup for it's it every race. This This could be the start of a great finish for Alex Collins, or more frustration. It could be start of the. It could be the start of the end of his career, also, if the, he doesn't get the get the uh, the touches. The nice thing is, is that it does not sound like Ty Montgomery is going to play. That's good. Uh, all right, Mixon or Philip Lindsay? I've got Mixon a spot higher, and I don't know if I feel that good about it. Same. Okay. Lindsay. I mean, I feel like you know Mixon when he struggled. They haven't been competitive, you know. He struggled at Kansas City. He struggled against the Saints. They got blown out in both those games. And I just don't see that happening with Baltimore. Uh Tyler Boyd coming off a bad game. Three catches for 65 yards on four targets against the Saints, who allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers. The Ravens allow the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, although Tyler Boyd had a pretty damn good game. Um And consider that the, the Ravens have faced... Green, Boyd, Antonio Brown, and Juju, Smith, Juju twice, uh, Michael Thomas, and they're still pretty good against wide receivers. Uh, you guys have Boyd as a number two receiver. You feel good about that? Most of those guys you just mentioned were actually good against them, though, right? Yes. The, the ones I did mention. However, um, Emmanuel Sanders, 
He had a rushing touchdown. He wasn't that good. Demarius Thomas wasn't that good. Juju wasn't that good. But Brown was. I'm going to start him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I've dialed down expectations. Agreed. How about Uzama? I'm going to say no. He's 18th, so don't start him. No. And no Baltimore quarterbacks, even though the Bengals allow the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I think we've talked a lot about Alex Collins. Would you start Alex Collins or Dalvin Cook? Cook. Uh, Collins. Collins in non-PPR. Cook in PPR. Sure. Alex Collins or Amari Cooper? Coop. Uh, same. Collins in non-PPR. Cooper in PPR. Which Baltimore wide receiver are you excited about, if any? Uh, it's hard to be excited about any of them with the quarterback situation, but John Brown is my favorite, and Willie Sneed is a fine PPR foreplay. Did you say foreplay? Or floor Adam? play? You said, you said foreplay. I know I you did. I said foreplay. You, floor play. You know, you what, saw the email. The floor play? You saw the email about what you said about Nick Chubb, right? And I didn't say that either. Yeah. Oh, you 100% did. You went back and listened to it? <laughs> yes. Okay. And so did Chris Towers, and you 100% kind of messed up Nick Chubb's name on Sunday I, night. I don't believe that. Uh, yeah? Which, should, like I, fake news. should I get the time code? Everybody can go back and listen to them for themselves? Oh, yeah. I think we should definitely draw more attention to this. Sure. Let's just <laughs> throw Heath right in front of the bus. Well, it was you know it was really funny and a total mistake, but uh, I'll see if I can find the article. Or the, the email, rather. Um, all right. Uh, that's uh, that's it. No... We're not starting any Baltimore tight ends. It's just too unpredictable. The Ravens DST is second for Jamie, fourth for Dave, and first for Heath. Tennessee is at Indianapolis, and here's your stat of the game. The Titans allow the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, so that's bad for Andrew Luck. But Jacksonville and Buffalo are also top six against quarterbacks, and Luck lit them up, at least with touchdowns. So I think, Heath, you're the low guy on Andrew Luck. Is that right? I I am. What do you have? Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Jamie seven, Dave five, Heath eleven. On luck. Uh, why? You just said it. It's a difficult matchup. Yeah, it's a great quarterback though. He he is a great quarterback. It's really, really good. Everything's going his way. Line is great. Receivers are making plays. He's turned Eric Ebron into a Pro Bowler. He's turned Mo Alley Cox into Somebody who scores touchdowns. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's playing fantastic. And you look at really the, the eat, the, excuse me, the Titans. The, the one good quarterback that they've shut down is Brady. Yeah. I mean, Watson, 26 points. Wentz, 23 points. Rivers, 24 points. Mm-hmm. The other guys have been Ryan Tannehill, Blake Bortles, whoever was starting for the Bills in week five. <laughs> and and Dak got 18 points with two turnovers. Yeah, I I think for me, just like the Bears, I'm interested to see how the Titans' pass defense holds up. Like I'm like pretty they're, confident they're good, in the run defense. But Luck is, I mean, again, you know, his offensive line has been amazing. He's he's finding playmakers all across the field. Their scheme has been great too. They've really yeah, done Frank a nice Reich, job. Frank Reich he, yeah, put himself in position to be coach of the year if they somehow manage to make the playoffs. And I think another thing is like. I'm not sure this game's a shootout. I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but it it just kind of looks like an average-scoring game. 
I, I honestly, I would not be surprised if the Colts put up a big number. And the Titans the don't. Yeah. Right. I, I think they'll be okay. I think the, I think the Titans will get into the low twenties. Well, but I think the Colts could get into the thirties. They, they scored uh, at least 29 points in each of their last five games. Colts Jaguars was like a 56 point game sure. or something like that, right? That's true. Whatever it was. Um, that yeah, was I mean, the Titans week. will score. Well, I don't make it seem like they're All right, Luck. So Luck, Dave and Jamie are pretty high on Luck. Heath has him 11th. You can start Luck. Marlon Mack, on the other hand, we've talked about Alex Collins. We've talked about Dalvin Cook. We've talked about Leonard Fournette. Where's Mack with those guys? I've got Mack a spot ahead of Collins, and I, I almost feel just the same way about him, where I, I think he can have a good game, but there are factors that go against that. The matchup goes against that. Luck being the maestro that he is in the red zone goes against that. Last week's game was ugly for Marlon Mack. This is a so really I, tough I, matchup. I think he's a risky number two fantasy running back. Yep. Really, really tough matchup. Um, they've just been absolutely dominant against running backs in their last five games. That's McCoy, Alex Collins, Austin Eckler, who was filling in for Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, averaged three point something yards per carry. Um, so 3.6. Sony Michelle averaged 2.8 yards per carry. They've been absolutely dominant. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is a must-start guy for for all three of them, and um, good wide receivers have done pretty well against Tennessee. I, I, it's hard to take Ebron out of your lineup. I get that, but what about Jack Doyle? Any interest in Doyle? I'm not afraid of Doyle after, even after last week. Nope. The the biggest concern you've got with Doyle is that he gets a touchdown snaked by. The aforementioned Mo Alley Cox, Doyle or Burton. I wonder if they're going to go back to Alley Cox, he had a bad game last week. Uh, Doyle or Trey Burton. Uh, I have, I have Doyle higher, and I think that's an easier move in PPR. I'll go Boyle and non P Boyle. <laughs> Jack, that's what he is when he's bad. He's Jack Boyle. Boyle. Uh, Burton and non PPR. <laughs> Doyle in PPR. This will be a Doyle week, not a Boyle week. Here's a list of the good tight ends that the Tennessee Titans have faced. Zach Ertz had 10 catches for 112 yards. Right. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've got good safeties that can cover Ebron. I don't think that they'll cover Doyle with safeties. Well, I, he doesn't ever get to the safety level. Right. Exactly. Well, that's why they won't do it. They'll, they'll right. use like Woodyard or we'll, we'll, one of their we'll other linebackers. We'll find out because a lot, a lot of, this is why I like Hilton. Most of the production in the passing game comes on their corners because Malcolm Butler's been so bad. So sure. you don't get, you don't challenge them usually with the middle of the field because you're able to have success throwing on the outside against them. All right. Let's take a look at the Titans. Marcus Mariota. Ryan has been really good. Is 46% owned and he's been great lately and the, the, Colts have been just awful against quarterbacks lately. Five of the last six have scored 21 or more fantasy points. Four of them, 24 or more fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues. Three of them, 33 or more fantasy points. Mariota or Eli or Dak? I have Mariota at the top of this list. And, and for me, just bearing my soul here on the podcast, I need to lose some weight and work on my health. But I also am not sure just where I'm going to come out on Mariota compared to Goodness, compared to Deshaun Watson, Cousins, Rivers, like I really need to take a good long look at this matchup because I think there is potential for Mariota to really exceed all expectations. He has played well the last couple of weeks. This is a good matchup. It's it's concerns about consistency for him that currently hold me back. I'm starting Mariota over Cousins, over Trubisky, but I'd rather start Eli. What, where do you have Deshaun Watson compared to uh, spot or two ahead. I, I am back to back. I'm probably going to make that move also for Mariota ahead of Watson. So Mario will be 13th for me, but Eli's ahead of Mariota by one spot. The Tennessee running backs, 
Uh, how would you rank them with Marlon Mack? Mack, Lewis, Henry. Oh, I'll take Lewis ahead of Mack. The Colts are so bad against pass-catching running backs. Mm-hmm. And if they get near the goal line, I mean, that's how Derrick Henry's been doing it. He scored in three straight games. Finally coming through for everybody who took him in round three. He's just like, oh, I care. Right when they've been now. Or and, dropped him. Uh, um, yeah. I, I would put Mack ahead of Henry, but Lewis ahead of Mack. Slightly. And Corey Davis is a solid number two wide receiver. The Colts haven't faced that many good wide receivers, but I looked at just their game log, and I think there's only two wide receivers that you may have started against the Colts that haven't come through, haven't given you a good game. That was Nelson Aguilar in week two when we thought he was good, and Julian Edelman a few weeks ago. Other than that, pretty much every wide receiver that you would have started has done well against the Colts. Uh, John U. Smith, just another dart throw? Yep. Yep. Touchdown okay. or bust for him. All right, Denver at Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers, our last game. So, Philip Lindsay, we've talked about in depth here. Would you have any interest in starting Royce Freeman? No, no. Desperation, touchdown dependent, low floor play. Is a uh, <laughs> that was also a no. Is Emmanuel Sanders a must start? I think he is. Yes. Yeah. And what about Cortland Sutton, dudes? Need to see it first. I want to leave him on my roster, but I don't want to start him. I've got him in flex land. So it's easy to put, like, Corey Davis ahead of Cortland Sutton. Oh, yeah. That one's That's easy. That's not the – yeah, you, you need to go to, like, the other Titans. Yeah, the harder ones will be, like, Golden Tate, Tyrell Williams, Devin Funches. I would start all of those guys over Cortland Sutton. What about John Brown over Cortland Sutton? Definitely John Brown. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. John Brown. I, I think it's more of a Willie Snader, Cortland Sutton discussion. See, in that case, I'm going with Sutton. I'm going to take the double I don't know because Snead don't know the quarterback situation, and we've seen it 40, 50 yards pretty much every week. Broncos are not great against tight ends. Hireman ahead of Jonu Smith, ahead of the Rams guys. The Chargers against tight ends or the Broncos? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. The Chargers. Yes, Hireman ahead of all those guys. So – Chargers have been bad against San Jose. Yeah, I know. And Hireman in his last game, he had 11 targets. He had 10 catches. I would say that seven of those catches came on like these chip routes that he's doing where he helps block and then he turns around and Keenum dumps it off and he gains anywhere between five to 10 yards. But they've been lining him up all over the formation all season long. And I think with Demarius Thomas gone, I think they like using him as a size play on the perimeter. And he had a couple of catches that way too. So, to me, he's got potential. I like the matchup for him, and I think he can be a good – I think he can finish as a top-12 fantasy tight end. He's fifth among tight ends in red zone targets with 12, and eight of them have come in the last four games. Ooh, nice. Bang. All right. That's Hireman for you. And Phillip Rivers is 11th for Jamie, 11th for Dave, and 8th for Heath. We like but don't love Philip Rivers. Melvin. How Gordon. did you not sing, can you rank me higher, man? Okay, I could do that. Yeah, that would be no, like, no, no. Somebody said we should do Yuzama Umama. Na, 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 na. You know, I don't know that song. Havana. Funny. Yeah, he would have scored against Atlanta. Ooh, na, na. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Austin Eckler. No, he's Tampa Bay. That was the game where he flopped. Yeah, but the, the line in the song is I know. Take me back to East Atlanta. Um. Austin Eckler, no, 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 no. Anyone other than Keenan Allen? Last week was a career, a season low, three touches for him. 
if you've got Melvin Gordon and your trade deadline hasn't passed, you should be able to give up your last bench player for Eckler at this point, and you should. Good call. Lock up that backfield. Anyone other than Keenan Allen in the passing game? Tyrell's a flex. You can take a shot on Tyrell Williams. I think we're good. We are good here. Uh, I guess I'll ask Tyrell Williams or Cortland Sutton. What did we decide there? Tyrell, call him. I've got Sutton higher. Yeah, I'll take Tyrell. Let me look up Cortland Sutton last week. What did he do? (laughs) I I just, uh, you know, I don't want to get off the train too quickly here on Cortland Sutton. I was pretty excited about him. Three catches for 57 yards against Houston on only five targets. What's wrong with him? We're going to hold on to him. We're just not starting him. Yeah, he's a great stash candidate. I mean the start train because we were starting him last week. Or two, you know, two weeks, two ago. weeks ago. Okay. I mean, he, he scored five points in the last two weeks. <laughs> Including his bye, that is true. <laughs> for Dave, for Heath, for there's, Jamie. There's, there's some news that happened though. Oh yeah, breaking news? Yes. What do we got? Uh, according to, uh, gotta go by. Yes. We're out of here! Na, 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 na. Na.